And welcome in. It is Daily Cards Live here on July 12th. I'm Matt Rocchio, joined by Bob Ramsey, back from a nice little vacation. Ramsey, yeah. I hope you had a great time, you and the family. I hope they enjoyed it. It was good. Went out west, got away from the humidity for a while. It was it was, uh, it was all good. Glad to be back, though, all energized for the second half of the baseball season. There we go. Well, let's talk a little bit about yesterday's game. We did not have a Daily Cards cards live yesterday but let's talk about the game that was obviously the Cardinals end up splitting their four game series with the Phillies they win that one six to one they get some hitting from some unlikely places obviously Albert Pujols he breaks the record uh Edmundo Sosa had an had a nice little game and then obviously Corey Dickerson the big three RBI game for him including the home run and then Newt Bar topping it off with a solo shot as well so getting some offense from places you don't expect right when they needed it most Cardinals tying it up against the Phillies your thoughts from Monday's game. Well, Arnauto and Goldschmidt had been trying to carry the club for the first half of the season. And, and yeah, everybody else has com- had, had been um, contributing. But recently, the last, the bottom of the lineup recently has um, really not been very good. In fact, I think it was four of the, in, at the bottom were all under 200 batting average. I know that's, that's not the end all be all, but um getting contributions from other parts of the lineup and using it to win. Um, I think that's big, not only technically you got the hits you needed, you won a game, but also, and this is the thing that's hard to quantify. And I think it's why uh, advanced metric and advanced metrics analysts hate it. When you talk about um, momentum and guys picking each other up. Uh, most analysts don't believe in that. They think you hit what you hit, and the rest of it's all coincidence. I don't buy that. I think there probably is more of that than old school guys think. Oh, he's he's the clutch gamer, and but yeah, there's some of that. But some of that is well, look, he hits 300 in clutch situations. Well, he hits 300 his whole career, so there is some of that. But there, the, I, I really do believe that there is um, uh, a thing about momentum, a thing about emotion when other guys feel like they're part of the team collective in um, looking to contribute to a win. So that's off kind of on a whole other tangent, and it might just be one game, and the bottom of the lineup may go the rest of the season. I don't know, but uh, – I think it is. I know it's a good sign for a day and hopefully that narrative can push forward further. And I think it will. With No offense to anyone that's currently in the bottom of the lineup. As the team gets healthy, some of those guys move to the bench, probably where they belong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be relying on Corey Dickerson for any more, you know, bouts of offense that really, you know, helps them win a, win a lot of games. You know, it was, it was, it was nice to see Miles Michaelis get some run support, you know, um, just yeah. under half of his starts this year. He's gotten either two or less uh, run in run support and, and, and his, his record uh, reflects that despite the obviously pristine ERA. He had another great game last night. Aaron Nola was looking good there with the Cardinals finally were able just to, you know, single him to death, which, Right now is what the offense has to do because they're not hitting home runs. Paul Goldschmidt's actually a great example of somebody not really hitting home runs. Uh, he, he's had a little bit of a, of a dry July after an absolutely uh, just you know incredible start to the season, yeah. um, especially in June. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm just not ex- 
expecting those kind of games, New Bar getting a home run. It's just it, it's not going to factor in if this is going to be a winning team. Obviously, they got to find some, you know, they got to fix some of the the pitching problems. But obviously, guys like Tyler O'Neill are going to have to get healthy and they're going to have to play a little bit better. Yadier Molina, who it was announced earlier today, Katie Wu, uh, after Yadi posted a post on Instagram. Uh, with him in his in his catcher's gear, you know, an old photo, and then and then posted a baseball and in the caption, uh, he is going to start a rehab assignment in late July. So if you can get a guy like Yachty back, who not hitting great, but better right now than what Kisner and Romine are going to give you, and also helps the pitching staff. But at the same time, you're still going to need other p- players to step up like a Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson had another big game yesterday. And if he continues to step up, it's a huge thing. But there's a lot of other spots that are going to have to continue to keep going if this offense is going to get to where it needs to be consistently, again, to, I think, reach its potential. I mean, I'm not even talking about being a winning team. Just to reach the potential, it, it, it can have. Um, but it was a good game. You know, they won 6-1, to yeah. one, and now they get to move on to a much more difficult series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's today. The other big news in today's game, let's get into the starting lineup. Um, you want to talk uh, lineup, or you want to talk the pitching change first? I, got well, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want to talk uh, pitching on a slightly different topic, but I think the, tr- uh, the pitching can help us transition, and that is with Gallegos last night, um, I know it was only 22 pitches, and I know they wanted him to face Schwarber in the leadoff the next inning. Yeah. Fine with all of that, except that you had a four-run lead, and if we find out post game or any at any time tonight that he's not available against the Dodgers, I think it was a mistake. If you say, oh, no, he's available, then I think it's fine, except when you use your best guys in games that you don't need it. You mean Cabrera, right? Cabrera, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, Cabrera, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, Cabrera. That it becomes a. Um, it becomes an effect where you keep loading up and you're going to burn a guy out. Yeah, I thought it was a it was a weird. I thought the the Cabrera move was an odd decision. I, again, I understand it. You know, on spec of you want him to face Schwarber, but again, when you look at the grand scheme, you're um, going into your twelfth straight game in twelve days. You have five more to close it out before the end of the half. You're in a stretch of I think thirty seven. I think you're in a stretch of. Uh, 34 games in 36 days. So, I mean, when you just look at those kind of things, you have to be thinking, especially when you're on the back end of that stretch, how am I using this guy in a high leverage situation versus one where another pitcher can be used? And listen, I hate the way that they just kind of throw away pitchers, but I mean, that's the the, the business is the business. I was just, you know, making fun of them, throwing, you know, uh, sending down a guy like Thompson after he pitched so well. But, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, that there's two different, size of this discussion, which is, yeah, it's unfortunate that's how baseball works, but that's how baseball works, and you just can't be using Cabrera in a situation like that. Um, Again, 22 pitches, probably not a big deal. Is he probably available tonight? Probably, but you've got a series with the best team in the league, one of the two best teams in the league, who are filthy with left-handed hitters. And and if you, you used him last night, and now you maybe use them tonight. Can can you use them Wednesday? Yeah, they still, gotta, they, they still have a lot of lefties on Wednesday. Eh? Yeah, that's right. So that was my only concern. It's a little bit of nitpicking, 
but you can't burn guys out this early. Okay, it's September. It's a stretch run. Hey, guys, we got to put the whip to it. We we really need you. If we're, it's still mid-July, mm-hmm. and I was a it's, – it's a mild criticism, but it's one I think we need to keep an eye on his usage the next few days against the Dodgers. That's well, all I'm trying to get to. Speaking of pitching, we'll get into today's game yeah. against the yeah. Dodgers. The – First pitch at 645 down at Bush Stadium. The reason why pitching is a topic is because you're thinking, hey, it's a Matthew Libertor start. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. You know, maybe it's a trade piece. We just need him to be better. Well, we're gonna see Matthew Libertor, but not for the first couple innings, as Katie Wu has reported that it's going to be Jordan Hicks in a starter in an opener's role today instead of Matthew Libertor as the starter. Again, it's gonna be Libertor after Hicks. So I have a two-part question for you, Bob Ramsey. One, do you like this? And I can tell by the look on your face, the answer to that is no. Two, do you think this is potentially connected to what we just talked about with him maybe burning an arm like Cabrera when he didn't want to and now maybe trying to massage the bullpen in a different way to maybe make up for that mistake? That's possible. And maybe he figures if Hicks can get through the lineup once Mm -hmm. and get him out of there. But let, let me go back to a bigger – hadn't we already – us, meaning in the media and us and fandom, hadn't we already realized, okay, the Hicks is a starter experiment's done. Hey, we gave it a shot. Yeah, I thought it was he dead. Wanted, he wanted to start. Yeah. Okay, Hicks, go for it. Mm, didn't work. Go back to the bullpen. And he's been good. Looks good. It, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So It's, that it's a little really, odd. That really disturbs me. Now – so, look, um, Bellinger is not having a good year. Muncy's not having a good year. But you make a mistake to either one of those guys, they're still going to launch it, uh, launch it clo- over the over the fence and close to the river. They're gonna they're gonna crush it. Uh, you, Freddie Freeman, at any time, is absolutely dangerous. Gavin Lux is a terrific hitter. <laughs> I might be leaving out a lefty. That's at least four left-handers in their lineup. Rock. The, is the thinking, let's see if we can massage Hicks through there, and then we got our good left-hander to give us four or five in the middle and Maybe, try yeah. and get to Helsley or somebody? I, 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 if, I, Hicks, if Hicks can get through the top of that order one time, therefore making the, sec- the, the, the third round through only the second time against a lefty in Libertor, Maybe that's purely the thought process because, and Katie Wu pointed that out. These are the first three hitters. Maybe that's the thought process is early on in the game, you get, you have them right out of the gate to having to track, you know, one Oh, you know, one Oh, one Oh three pitch after pitch. Whereas it's the seventh inning. They're a little bit more dialed in. Maybe that's the thought process. And now Libertor is going through the second time in the seventh inning, instead of it being a potential third, if he's cruising. And now it's the same issue that we've been talking about in baseball for you know five years, so on and so forth. Yeah. And the thing for those who may have looked at the lineup in that first inning, you're going to see Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, two of the very best players in the game. I get it. I get that. But Libertor is going to have to face them later anyway. If yeah, in, I, I, it's 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 me, it's an odd decision. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's an odd decision. I don't. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure what the move is. Again, not only be, I, I like 
trying different things, but you tried it already, and it didn't really work. Uh, you're speaking of the lineup. Well, let's go through it really quickly. For the Cardinals, it's Tommy Edmond leading off at shortstop. Dylan Carlson uh, batting second center field. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Nolan Gorman at second base batting fifth. Albert Pujols in the DH spot uh, against a righty in Mitch White. Juan Yepes is batting seventh. He's playing right field. Corey Dickerson batting eighth, playing left. And then Andrew Kisner is your backstopper for Jordan Hicks at the nine spot there. Catcher and for the Dodgers, it is Mookie Betts leading off in right field. Trey Turner at shortstop. Freddie Freeman at first. Will Smith DHing and batting fourth. Justin Turner, the third baseman, batting fifth. Trace Thompson, their lefty. Hans. Hanser Alberto, the second baseman, batting seventh. Cody Bellinger in center field. And then Austin Barnes, also the backstop there, batting ninth. And again, Mitch White, the righty for the Dodgers facing off against. Now, the righty for Jordan Hicks early on in the game. I know you love to uh, look at the lineup and, 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 and pick some nits. Your thoughts on the Cardinals lineup in today's game. I wonder if the Dodgers will switch their lineup now with the pitching change. Because Yes, think- right now they have... Would you think Lux would maybe be in there instead of the young second base? Lux is a kid anyway. Yeah. But but Lux and Muncie in there. Probably um, yeah. They, they only they only have they only have two lefties in right now, so they'll definitely go. There's might, definitely a chance they change that up. And, and and maybe you know what? Let's look at maybe it this way. Why. I'm not saying I still I would still that I would agree with it, but what if it's a little gamesmanship from Ollie? Yeah, okay. trying to get some of the lefties. Yeah, Pushed into the lineup for Libertor. That's and I mean, yeah. I think that to me, I like that's that. overthinking it. But I, I, if he would say that, yeah, we're just trying to get him get through their bench. I would be. I would. I would honestly kind of love that. Like, that's 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 the level of thinking that like that I'm not used to having to get to with baseball. You know, there's 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 a DH now. There's no strategy. I thought. Um, so hell the, the final ways to bring it in like that. I kind of love it. If that's the thought process, um, I'm like 50, 50, if that's the thought process, uh, I am going to make a crazy prediction that was going to, that I think is based off of this weird change. One of Jordan Hicks or Matthew Libertor is not a Cardinal on August 3rd. That's, I just, I have a feeling that th- there's going to be some movement and I think, there's going to be a pitcher involved. It's going to be one of the young ones that has upside to get a better pitcher that's you know doesn't have as much control and so on and so forth that gets combined with like a Alec Burleson or a, uh, you know one of the one of the other you know top 100 prospects. I, I I'm just I got a weird feeling about the way they're they're playing some of these starts right now where they're just trying to get to a point where these are our young guys. Here's how they look. What's the, what's the where, where you know what's the value? How you thinking? And I don't know. It's a, it's. A, I got a weird. I just got a weird feeling about th- this move right now, and that's what I'm going with. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to make a prediction on today's game, so I'm making that prediction instead. If I'm not sure, I, I don't think I want to trade Hicks, and I don't want to trade anybody. Oh, yeah, but exactly. if you if you got a top two starter, and you had to move Libertor for him, depending on who the guy was, and if he was a legit one or two, legitimate one or two, okay. I'm all right with that. And yeah, I, I hate being the guy that trades people, but like, you know, again, in my opinion, you have a guy like Jordan Walker um, and, and, you know, where's he going to play if he, if he's in the majors in two years, you got Nolan Arenado at third, you got, you got, 
Paul Goldschmidt at first. That sounds like somebody who's going to be getting a lot of DH and potentially corner outfield minutes, which means maybe someone like Alec, like Alec Burleson, who's in the top 100 right now, maybe he is a tradable commodity. You know, yeah. this is this that's the kind of it's just got to, it's the long term thinking where if you have the most top 100 prospects, and, and everyone around baseball is saying that with a move or two, you are a World Series contender. I don't think it's illogical or, or, or unreasonable to say maybe you package some of these prospects with yeah. some of these other young players where there seems to maybe be a logjam in one way or another, and you try to make a move. I, I think that's a very reasonable thing as not, not even just a sports fan, as somebody who's just paying attention to say, yeah, that could make some sense. If Here's the other thing to always keep in mind. Not what we think of the commodities, whether on the 40-man, big league roster, minor league roster, but what does your trading partner think of yeah. these guys? And I'm wondering if correct correct my pronunciation if I'm getting Grasifo. Grasifo, I think. Grasifo. The the uh, I'm wondering if he might be more attractive too because you're probably going to be trading with a bad team. Yeah. And if you do that, don't they want even younger? All the Libertor is just a kid too. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then there's and then there's another. I mean, and the thing is, I, I, it's like, well, I you've heard they really like Graceffo. They don't want to move from Graceffo. And well, then there's the one who's right right behind Graceffo, whose name I'm blanking on. It's like Tank or something like that. I'm blanking on what the exact is exactly. Um, and then, but then you have a guy like McGreevy who they just drafted in the first round last year. That's another righty. So I mean, you're talking about three righties who are pretty highly ranked. And then you got Libertor, who's a lefty. It just seems like there are moves to be made here. And, 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 you know, it doesn't sound like you're selling the farm. And I understand people who refuse to trade a guy like Jordan Walker and refuse to trade somebody like Mason Wynn. But I just don't think it, it's unreasonable when you see these kind of rankings to be like, listen, if the move, if the movement's there and listen, there always has to be a trade partner. You know, it, yeah. you, you can't just make trades out of the blue. Um, you know, if the, the Reds don't want to deal with getting, you know, you know, shoved against, you know, by Luis Castillo or uh, Molly every, every, you know, time they have to come to St. Louis for a couple of years. And they don't want to feel like wait until a guy like Alec Burleson develops to kill the Cardinals. I understand that. And that just might just be the fact of the matter, or the Cardinals don't want to pay that little extra to make the Reds make a trade. And that's, that's, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that fill that, as you said, a number two or three starter in the playoff kind of role. Here's the grain. I'm going all the way against it. Oh, here we go. I'm making all my trades in the division. Okay. <laughs> that I, way. I want to trade for the, a Contreras rental. The devil that you know, right? Yeah. I, I want I want him to catch. And it's a rental. Not even going to think about signing him. Okay. So I'll trade for that. And then let's go to the Reds and get a pitcher. And okay, so what? The kids come back. We're still going to be better. And we'll get we'll sign more players. And I think um I don't know if clubs think that way. I don't know if the Cardinals think that way. I really don't care. Patrick Wisdom hitting bombs for the Cubs. So, I don't right. care. Let, let me get one thought from you. He's going to be playing somewhere. Let me get one thought from you, and then let's wrap this up. Combined innings tonight from Jordan Hicks and Matthew Libertor. Give me a number, Bob Ramsey. The Cardinals are going to win. They need six. Do they, do they, get, do they get six? Oh, different question. Oh, <laughs> that's the that's the question. Do do the Cardinals get enough from Libertor and Hicks to win the game? I'll change it. I'll change it. Fine. Let's let's put a milkshake on it. 
I think they I think they combined I think they combined for five and two thirds. I think you get a, you get an inning and two thirds from or you get two in you get an inning and two thirds from uh, Hicks, and then you get four from Libertor again. I'll go ahead and go with the six. I'm gonna be I'm gonna get out the Redbird pennant tonight on this one. And you take the under and I'll take the number at six. Fair enough. That'll be Daily Cards Live brought to you by Royal Banks of Missouri and Munganass St. Louis. I'm going to talk really quickly about Munganass St. Louis. They gave me a call earlier today because I got my service done there last week. They're incredible. I got to go back there to get one uh, because they uh, they had they have a part waiting for me because that's what they did. They said, hey, listen, we'll order this up right for you. We'll call you right as soon as we get it. You can come back. We're going to take care of, get you on the road because that's what Munganass St. Louis does. The best part is I didn't really know how great Munganass was when I bought this car. But now that I know how great they are, I can get my car serviced there with confidence. So it doesn't even matter if you didn't buy your car at Munganass. Give them a call. Get your car serviced there. It's the best. And, of course, obviously, one of our other loyal sponsors, Royal Banks of Missouri. Bob Ramsey obviously knows a lot about a lot about how great they are. Royal Banks, where better service means better banking. God, he, he, I mean, you just, like, flip a switch, and he says the tagline just like that. It's perfect. <laughs> All right, that has been Daily Cards Live. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the cards and the Dodgers as we re- review game one and talk about the lineup and everything else for game two. He is Bob Ramsey. I am Matt Rocky. This has been Daily Cards Live on Claves Online. Have a great day, St. Louis. St. Louis Acura has almost 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock with inventory arriving daily and can offer the best trade-in value. While others raise their prices and fees, we choose to earn your repeat and referral business by not taking advantage of the current market situation. We invest in our team, becoming one of St. Louis's top places to work and fastest growing companies. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. Located at Manchester and Mason Roads.